This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 9.34 on this Sunday morning. Thanks for being with us. Well, if you're a fan of Elvis Presley, of Johnny Cash, of Jerry Lee Lewis, the list goes on, you probably would be a fan of the show that is currently playing at the Stanley Theatre on Granville Street because it's a pretty amazing show. And joining me to talk a bit about this, uh, to talk a bit more about this, is the director of Million Dollar Quartet, uh, Bill Miller, j- joins us on the line. Bill, so great to have you on the program. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. I can't remember Perkins for... Was it why can't I remember his first name? I could only Carl. remember Carl. I knew it started with a C. <laughs> yeah. I was having a bit of a mind uh, moment there. Carl Perkins. My yeah. apologies. God, he he keeps getting the short end of the stick. Uh, tell me a little bit about this because these are some pretty big names that you brought to the stage uh, right here in Vancouver. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Carl Perkins because he indeed is one of the forgotten ones of these four, which include uh, Elvis Presley, Johnny Cash, and Jerry Lee Lewis. And Carl Perkins, they uh, got together, these icons of that era, uh, 1956, December 4th, they got together at Sun Studios in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, which a gentleman, Sam Phillips, uh, ran. And Sam Phillips, uh, for devotees of, you know, that era of music, uh, basically discovered Elvis Presley and Johnny Cash and Jerry Lee Lewis. He was the first one to record them. Of course, uh, they all went on elsewhere, RCA Victor or Columbia uh, Records, big, big companies in those days. But uh, Sam Phillips in his studio, this small studio, an old garage, he talks about it in the show. Uh, yeah, so they got together this one, one night, the only time they were all in the same building at the same time. And it was uh, set up as a recording uh, session for Carl Perkins. Carl Perkins wrote Blue Suede Shoes, and many people don't know that because, of course, Elvis is the one who made it famous. And in the piece, uh, in this uh, show, Million Dollar Quartet, you, you learn the kind of resentment that Carl Perkins has towards Elvis. Elvis, the glamorous uh, you know, young man, uh, he had just come back from um, making a couple of movies in Hollywood, he brought a woman with him, and he was off to introduce her to his parents. So uh, that's that's the setting of the show. Uh, so based on, on the real-life recording day, and then I would imagine there's some uh, license taken with the dialogue and what actually happens that day. Oh, well, yeah, well, of course, because uh, the writers weren't there at the time. Sam Phillips uh, did a number of interviews, so you do certainly get a sense of uh, what went on, um, so I think the writers uh, based it on, on his interviews uh, later in life. There also was a recording made, uh, because Sam, realizing what, uh, you know, a, a sort of extraordinary event this was going to be with these four in the building at the same time, basically turned on his recorder and recorded all of them. Um, the CD does not contain um, the numbers that are in the show, because the numbers in the show are what these four made famous. Um, but what the CD does indicate to you, the kind of camaraderie of, of these four individuals, you know, the kibitzing, uh, their love of music of Chuck Berry in particular, their, um, you know, the backgrounds they have with gospel music, uh, the, the sense of where their roots, um, you know, came from that, that really turned them into the kind of extraordinary uh, performers they they uh, that we remember them as. 
It also gives you a, a bit more of a, an insight also as to what a, a strange fellow Jerry Lee Lewis was. <laughs> well, the, Jerry Lee Lewis comes charging into the, into the studio, uh, as Sam tells us in a, in a sort of a flashback. Uh, he only had met him a few weeks earlier, but realized right away what uh, what an outstanding talent on the piano uh, he was. Uh, at first, Sam says to him, "You know, do you play the guitar? I have lots of guitar players." And he said, "No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a piano genius." Uh, Jerry Lee, wa- Lee was never short of of uh, his own confidence in in what he could do, and we get a. Uh, uh, a sort of an early sense of his erratic behavior. His um, he he tells us, even though he's I think twenty or twenty one, he's already had two wives. He's um, you know you learn about his religious background. Uh, one of his brothers it was a priest. So uh, that that's what I think is great about the show is it, it without relying totally on what probably did take place you get a real sense of who these four individuals were at that particular time at the start of their careers. And how challenging was it to to take these names, these huge names, and then find actors here in Vancouver that could could become them? Well, it, it was definitely a challenge, but we did fortunately know a number of these uh, young men from, uh, from sort of previous work they had done. Uh, Jonas Chandel, who plays uh, Johnny Cash, um, is is also a, a performer in his own right. And you know, the minute you hear his voice, you know he's uh, he he's got that Johnny Cash thing just down pat. He just has an extraordinary sort of low, you know, those low notes that Johnny Cash was famous for. And and Kale uh, Penny, who's playing um, Carl Perkins, is a, just a brilliant uh, guitar player in his own right. Carl Perkins was was by far the best uh, guitar player between him and Elvis. Elvis basically just sort of strummed along. <laughs> but um, uh, but we knew Kale. He had done a couple of shows for us, so we knew his talent. Stephen Greenpool, who's playing Jerry Lewis, is just an outstanding pianist, uh, musical director, talent. Uh, and when he came in audition, we went, well, there's our Jerry. He, he leapt all over the place. Uh, and Eric Gow, um, probably casting Elvis was the hardest because we have such a, a strong, well, those of us who, you know, who remember Elvis, but even today, everybody knows what Elvis was like uh, throughout his career. So that was more of a challenge, but Eric brings his own individual take on it, and... Um, it is it, it, a wonderful way to see how these four then meshed into um, what became the quartet. Uh, it, it is amazing. And like you said, the, the Jonas who plays Johnny Cash, if you're watching the performance and you shut your eyes while he is singing, you would think Johnny Cash was in front of you on the stage. He is that good at it. That's right. And uh, when he first, when he does his first number, you can just hear that ripple uh, as you mentioned, in the audience, they just go, ooh, you know, here is... And because Johnny doesn't leap around like Jerry does or, or you know, do the kind of Elvis moves uh, with the legs, um, he's still, and, you know, he just stands at the mic and um, and he's a storyteller. Johnny Cash, um, the, the numbers that he wrote and that became famous for... Um, tell stories in a very uh, straightforward way, whereas we tend to think of the music from the 50s, not particularly about the stories or their lyrics, 
but with Johnny Cash, you do listen. You listen to what he's he's actually um, saying in the songs. Uh, there's there's a scene in it where they're they're performing and I forget what exact song but there's a, at one point Jerry Lee Lewis jumps up and he's playing the piano backwards. <laughs> uh, how long did it take? Did he already did the actor already know how to do that or did he have to learn how to do that? Oh no no he had to learn to do that. Uh, Valerie Easton the choreographer and, and Zachary Stevenson the musical director just brilliant both of them. Um, we talked about this this is in the finale what you're referring to and. Uh, the finale is basically a concert, uh, so they didn't give a concert clearly um, on that particular night. But it really is is a you know a time to show off their talents. And um, uh, Valerie had watched a lot of videos of Jerry Lee Lewis, uh, the real Jerry Lee Lewis, and of course saw a lot of the you know things that he did, bizarre things he did like that. And um, and so she and Stephen worked on it, and he was game and very athletic and. Uh, I don't know how he knows what the notes are, but, <laughs> but he does, and uh, it's one of the highlights of the show. Yeah, my jaw dropped when I saw that because I could, just couldn't figure out how is he doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he he I, he he worked. You know, he has to come into the theater and and do it an intensive warm up <laughs> uh, to get ready to do that particular move. Uh, it's it's an amazing performance, and just looking at the the audience, I looked around during uh, the encore when they came back, and just I mean everybody was moving and just in awe of it. Uh, what was it like directing it? Well, you know when you have a when you have a cast like that, when you have that those sorts of talents, you just want to make sure that uh, that they can do what they're skilled at doing. Um, it, it was a, it was a wonderful experience because. I not wasn't particularly a huge fan of the music necessarily, but um, but you know the the love they I mean even though you know they were obviously not around at the time this music was being performed or this particular night or day, but uh, their love of the music and their uh, determination to get it right, and that was the great thing about Zachary Stevenson, who who often says that he was born at the wrong era, that he should have been uh, born then, because, of course, Zach has done a lot of Buddy Holly shows. But his uh, sense of being very particular about how these numbers had to be performed and uh, bringing original recordings. And we had some interviews that Red Robinson had done so that they could actually hear what these um, young men sounded like. And it it was that kind of research that I think gives the show... um, the sense of the, that this really, uh, you know, this really took place. That these are not parodies. These are these are actors, singer, performers, um, being very, very respectful to the people that they are actually playing, portraying. And that's what I was concerned going into it. I was concerned that, especially in the Elvis character, how to make it that it wasn't going to come across like an Elvis impersonator, but rather somebody bringing Elvis forward, and it works. Yeah, and I'm glad you bring that up because we had uh, audition tapes uh, sent to us by, you know, young men who do Elvis uh, imitations, and we didn't want that. We really wanted to find uh, an actor, singer, performer who could bring his own, um, you know, quality to it, and that's what I think Eric does. It's, um, uh, you know, like Johnny Cash, like Jonas, is so perfect in, in his vocal stylings. But lots of people can do Elvis, and uh, I mean, at least you know, sing like Elvis because he's so recognizable. And it, it really was working with Eric on on making it individual, making it 
Uh, also a young man, he's like 21. So, you know, he, he's somewhat in awe of these guys because he respects them as well. He respects Carl Perkins and his talent. Um, you know, but he's, he, he actually talks to Sam Phillips uh, about, you know, getting some help because he knows he's, uh, you know, being pulled in so many different directions. And, of course, he was good-looking. So uh, Hollywood immediately snaps him up, but Hollywood wants to make him one thing, and his instinct as a, as a young performer is something else. And so that's, you know, I don't think it was ever resolved in his career, unfortunately. Uh, it's a million dollar quartet. It's on at the Stanley Theater. That's uh, on Granville Street. Uh, am I am I correct in saying this is either one hundred seventy eighth or one seventy ninth of the shows you have directed? Uh, I don't count, but uh, <laughs> I'll accept that. <laughs> uh, and this is your last year as, as running the Arts Club uh, since nineteen seventy two. Yeah, it's been a, a great uh, a great run, and I think um, I mean I'm going to be around for part of next season to get the new person uh, established, but. Uh, uh, yeah, I've, uh, it, it's great to have a show like Million Dollar Quartet is, is one of the last I've done for the company. It is a, a fabulous show. Bill, thank you so much. We'll talk to you again, I'm sure. But thank you so much for joining us and talking about this this morning. My pleasure, Joe. All thank right. Have, have a good day. Take care. That is Bill Millard. He is the uh, director the uh, mil- director of Million Dollar Quartet. And yes, he has been running the Arts Club Theatre since 1972. If you get a chance to check out Million Dollar Quartet, if you like the music of Johnny Cash, Carl Perkins, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Elvis Presley, you will not be disappointed. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.